0: Tirepower.com.au 27 minutes day going for 36 degrees today. We're in Studio Lumo Energy from an Australian owned company. That's Lumo, S A. Uh Before we get to Sam Edmund, 0427154166, Renee says, just a question why the AFL still only release half the fixture and makes it very difficult for people to plan trips to watch their team.
1: I can give you the reason, Renee. It's all to do with the television rights, and they want to make sure that come uh, the back half of the year that Friday night footy is not taken up with a team that's on top and a team that's on bottom. They want to have the blockbuster game in the blockbuster time slot.
0: This is a very good text coming through this morning from Grant saying in regards to the Redbacks, not sure any changes to the hierarchy will make much difference. The talent just isn't there. Need to stop recruiting players from interstate who can't get a game in their own state and reduce the number of district teams here. Um, Thanks for getting involved in the show. Great. You go in the running to win the Signet Boost Power Bank. Let's cross over to our chief footy reporter, Sam Edmund, who is all across Captain's Day yesterday. And Sam, we're also waking up to the news that the family of late Geelong president Frank Costa has pledged $10 million to the indoor training facility, which is absolutely massive. And you've written a brilliant article about this saying it could be the biggest donation in the history of the sport.
2: Walshy Bix, good morning to you. Well, yeah, and then some people might argue that, but uh, it is an eye-watering sum of money for a single donation uh, from the Costa family, the wider Costa family. Of course, Frank passing away a few years ago now, but it was his widow Shirley who uh, stunned guests at an intimate uh, cat's function last week with the extraordinary financial commitment, and this is to build... Well, uh, something that Geelong have been planning for a long, long time its a, an indoor training facility in the precinct at uh, Cadinia Park there. We know most clubs now have uh, an indoor field of, of sorts, and Geelong want to open this up uh, to the community as well, given uh, Cadinia Park plays host to all manner of local sports, senior citizens groups and, and the like. Um, but it is a massive contribution. It got me thinking, actually, about uh, over in your part of the world, Adelaide's Severton Project. And uh, given the cost of the doing what they're doing over here, I only assumed dubix uh, will be putting his hand in his pocket to, to fund uh, the Crows' new facility to, of a similar volume of money. It's a great well, call!
1: It is a great call. I know that they have a um, a pledge committee where they're. Uh, I think they're trying to secure twenty million dollars themselves from um, from benefactors uh, because there's a shortfall between what it costs and what the government are putting in and how much they can borrow. They're trying to um, do something similar, which is. We'd be very generous of people like myself if I could just, I don't know, how much do you reckon, Jared?
0: Well, I'm pretty sure, Sam, and I don't want to break too much confidence out of Studio Lumo here, I overheard Bix on the phone say to someone, why should I contribute to the facility when they're going to name it after me?
1: (laughs) I'm going to buy the naming rights. (laughs)
2: <laughs> i like it i think 15 million now and maybe five upon completion would
1: okay be that sounds about right all right i'll have to yeah, rob and- a bank or something
2: <laughs> yeah and look all clubs do this and all clubs need this now that 20 million dollar figure is exactly what geelong are targeting clearly they've made a good head start with that and then there's government contributions and government funding and mm. all the rest of it And there's community elements too but uh I reckon more clubs than uh, than than not have that indoor field facility now, which is uh, which is uh, the arms race. That is the off-field training facilities continue, I suppose.
1: Well, if ever a club needed an indoor facility, Geelong is the one. <laughs> uh, they they train in beanies and scarves and tights, and it's freezing down there. Hey, um, Sam, this text from Lindsay, which says, "Boys, Sam Pow Pepper is almost certain to pay the Maynard tax for this hit, or, or hit's not a good word for his bump on." on Mark Keane. Do you think that's likely?
2: Oh, yeah, I think there's this is the climate now where, you know, there's never a good time to, to obviously execute and act like Sam pepper did uh, last week. But now more than ever, it's such a heightened, um, I guess, awareness of concussion at the moment when you think that it's in the courts with a 100-player class action. We've lost Angus Brayshaw to the game at 28 years of age. We've got the Victorian coroner, John Kane, recommending to the league um, a series of recommendations, all about limiting contact to training and the like. And then you factor in the rule changes regarding uh, Braden Maynard, like you just referenced off your text machine there. Not a great time to be sent straight to the tribunal, and maybe that's why he was sent straight there. So the question was always going to be impact, because it was always going to be severe and high contact. In the end, Michael Christian went with severe instead of high. So as we know, that's the trigger for a tribunal hearing and a minimum three-plus match ban. So we'll await to hear what the AFL will push for in the tribunal as well. Will they be satisfied with three? Will they go further? Will they want four? Will they want five? I mean, who knows where this is going to go other than to say that Sam Pe- Pepper is unfortunately going to miss a fair chunk of football to start Port Adelaide season.
0: Big day yesterday, AFL Captain's Day. What was the, the overall theme? And uh, we're assuming that Max Gorn was probably the most interviewed captain there
2: yeah he was but also i think before we get to max and his issues at uh, at melbourne I-, I think probably the biggest overlay was the concussion story i mean the afl is yet to formalize its concussion protocols guys and we're 9 days out from the start of the home and away season now I've spoken to people at afl I said it is coming but at the heart of it is this 12 day return to play threshold now sources i've spoken to on this side's currently being debated down there it is certainly no guarantee to remain at 12 And we have seen the AIS and Sports Medicine Australia recently released the concussion guidelines for community sport guys Mm. that recommend actually a 21-day rest period before returning to competition. Now, I'm not saying the AFL are going to follow that, but certainly no one confirming at the moment that it's going to stay at the 12 days. Now, it might well do, but certainly hasn't been uh, confirmed.
1: And and when you say 21-day rest period, it's 21 days after symptoms cease. So if you are cooked for a week or so, and and um, we heard that Mark Keem wasn't very well for a couple of days afterwards, you, you don't actually start that rest period until after you've gotten rid of all your symptoms. So that 21-day yeah. rest period could turn into four, four weeks almost uh, for a lot of the cases.
2: Yeah. No, the concussion symptoms have to subside, as you're saying. We see that a bit in the AFL at the moment, don't we, where there's trigger points along the way. It's not just... When symptoms subside, you can run out and play. You have to return to training and complete some mandated sessions. So this is certainly up for debate at the moment. In fact, it is being debated as we speak. And the AFL have until the end of oh, about mid-March, I think it is, to formally respond to the, the coroner's recommendations as part of proper practice over here. And as I say, a big part of that was something uh, that was front of mind for a lot of captains yesterday, Walsh, in terms of contact at training. Now, Patrick Dangerfield said Geelong have already reduced the amount of contact training they do. Uh, maybe because Big's su- uh, su- suggested it's just too cold down there. But also <laughs> Darcy Moore at Collingwood as well said the officials down at the Pies is perhaps extra vigilant now about when and how they implement their contact, contact sessions.
0: Before we let you go, Sammy, what sort of crowd are you expecting at Icon Park for the very first Charity Shield? So this is between Collingwood and Richmond. They want to do it as an, an annual thing, Premier League style. So uh, what are you expecting?
2: I wouldn't be driving the car for a start. So if you're thinking about driving, don't do that. Car parking are notoriously difficult in that part of Melbourne, let alone when a game like this is on. Oh, look, I'd hope for uh, 10000 15000 It might well be That's more, good. but a school mm. night, of course. Uh, and a working night. The squads are out, by the way. Turbin and Kervis, uh battling a foot injury, we know. He's revealed that yesterday on Captain's Day to be plantar fascia, so that's a concern for him. He said it's been getting better every session. He still reckons he can uh, make a run to play the Suns on March the 9th, uh, but that's one to watch. Elsewhere, uh, the squads are pretty strong. Prestia, Toronto, Martin back for the Tigers, and sidebottom Crispin, Maynard, and Darcy Moore, and Brodie Mychek all back uh, among the inclusions for the Pies. Now, Sam,
1: when you said you weren't taking the car. I thought you were on the turps. It wasn't to do with the parking. You're right. It's a school night for you.
2: School night. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm not one for the midweek property and workout combination. It doesn't generally go hand in glove with me. But, hey, horses for courses, Dixon. If you are naming that centre after you, I suppose you are free to do whatever you
0: like. Well, we did have a text coming through 0427 154 166. Uh, There was a suggestion from Costa that the sum of money the Costa family have donated is not dissimilar to the money donated to the Patrick Dangerfield charity to bring him home. Yes,
2: that's right. All part of the Cotton On connection (laughs) down there at Geelong, I think you'll find. That's exactly
0: right. Um, Thank you so much for your time and great work as always, Sam. Thanks, guys. Sam Edmund joining us there on SENSA Breakfast. Do you know what I took
1: out of that? When Sam said the AFL haven't finalised the protocols yet, and right now it's 14 days after symptoms, so uh, someone like Mark Keane would be, if his symptoms clear up, available for round one. If that were to change to 21 days post-symptoms, he may not be available for round one. Mm. So so his uh, sort of absence from the game is sort of still up in the air and we're nine days away from the start of the season.
0: Luciano says hey Bix how do you view a person's actions of breaking a person's jaw causing him to miss finals and rattling his brain compared to pal pepper?
1: Yeah, well, I think I know where Luciano is going there and I don't shy away from that it was a disastrous act for everyone involved like so it, my intent wasn't to to do that I know it looks the opposite of that but it wasn't like I can say that I didn't intend to, for the, that outcome to happen. And that's why you always have uh, empathy with with people who get things wrong. And so if you had heard earlier on, I wasn't saying I was having a go at Sam Paupepper. I said he lives on the edge, he plays on the mm. edge, and sometimes it steps over. Um, I'm not comparing myself to Sam, but in terms of aggression and getting after the opposition, there are some similarities in how we played. He's probably a better player than what I was, but that that that's what you bring as a competitor because for me i had deficiencies in other parts of my game so that's the area that i tried to excel at and sam is no different the energy the ability to get after the opposition the aggression he plays with is a key factor in what makes him such a a great player
0: yeah we'll probably also reach the point where we can move on from something that happened in a showdown 20 years ago um, this is from Ricky. Concussion was heightened last year. Maynard got zero weeks running a straight line and feet off the ground. VFL tax from 130 game from MRO Collingwood offside. <laughs> um,
1: well, once again, I, I thought Maynard should have been suspended last year. And, and I thought as a player, you have a, an idea that when you run at another one and jump in the air that you are going to make contact. So I think that's why the AFL must have felt a bit hamstrung. The rules didn't quite cater for it, and so that's why they've changed the rule. They got the, you know, the so-called Maynard rule this year. So they've squashed that loophole, haven't they?
0: We have plenty of text messages, and we love them because you all go in the running to win the Signet Boost Power Bank. It will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24/7. Our number is zero four two seven one five four one double six. But we also would love to get your voices onto the air. If you missed it earlier, we spoke to Ange, who was halfway through ordering a drive-through coffee. <laughs> he put us on hold. To get his latte, then he came back. Um, our number one 736 Give us a buzz.